Kilo Vault. Ace really, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure. Billy Squire. Hello, Billy. Hello there. Opens now. And welcome inside the Kilo Vault. It's me, Ross, and we get to it today. It's time for the Beatles. Or kind of. Mostly kind of the Beatles. And I'm, you know, I, I know of the Beatles. Everyone knows of the Beatles. I would never consider myself a Beatles fan. Matter of fact, most of the stuff I know about the Beatles comes from the movie Dumb and Dumber. They got the monkeys. Mm-hmm. They were a major influence on the Beatles. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. A major influence on the Beatles, the monkeys. That's about, that's the, the edge of my knowledge, at least going into this. But doing a lot of reading about the band, one thing that stunned me, they were only a thing for 10 years. 10 years, yet you could easily say they're one of the biggest bands ever. Uh, formed late 50s, right in 1960. And then Paul McCartney would file to have the whole thing dissolved December 31st of 1970. So it's amazing to think all those videos you've seen, uh, the tens of thousands of people losing their shit when the band rolls into a town. That's only 10 years. So true Beatlemania indeed, right? So today we get to Julian Lennon. One of the uh, two sons of John Lennon and the most controversial member of the Beatles, Yoko Ono. And some of the stuff I found about Julian and Yoko and, and the hatred for her by some Beatles fans is pretty fascinating stuff. We get the Julian Lennon interview from uh, 1989 with Rich Hawk. Always good to hear that guy, right? And then the Yoko Ono interview is from 1982 with Art Phillips. She was uh, promoting what would be her, her second album post the death of her husband, John Lennon which is also one reason people point to dislike. I mean, the guy wasn't even dead for full two years, yet she had two albums out in that time. Anyway, uh, since the Beatles were, of course, long gone before Keto even hit the air in 1978, we had members of the Beatles promoting, of course, solo projects through the years on the air. We did have this one, uh, roll the George Harrison ID. Hello. Go ahead, you got it. Hello, this is George Harrison, wishing K-I-L-O, 94, very pronounced Kilo, happy birthday. Almost there, George, one more time. Take two. <laughs> Hello, this is George Harrison, wishing Kilo, 94, a very happy birthday, and don't forget to play my new records. <laughs> Plug in. Play my new record. So, you know, they did make appearance. I don't know if George Harrison ever did an interview, or it was just uh, one of those Kilo IDs. I mean, the amount of stuff that we've lost over the years, just various audio and interviews, uh, you know, who knows? But we did find, of course, Julian Lennon and the Yoko Ono interview as well. So I searched, uh, you know, why people hate Yoko Ono. And, you know, the big thing is she broke up the Beatles. That's kind of the vague part. I mean, some people say she might not have broke up the Beatles, but she did speed up the process. Uh, Her interference heightened present tensions. And they point to her driving a wedge between John and Paul. One goes as far as say John Lennon was proud of his work that he did as a Beatle and was happy to call Paul his friend. But once Yoko started whispering in his ear, John turned his back on Paul and the group. And, of course, that would uh, be the beginning of the end. Now, one thing that I did not know until I searched why do people hate Yoko Ono was the treatment of Julian. Julian was not her son. Sean Lennon was Yoko and John's child. So they go to say that uh, she kept him away from John for years, also told him he couldn't bring his mother to his father's funeral, which is tough. And it goes also darker saying that she cut him out of basically everything, inheritance, any of the items. 
of, of his father's. Matter of fact, the story even goes deeper where Paul McCartney was the man who tracked down and bought some of John's possessions and gave them to Julian. I double check that, and there's tons of threads about that. And an interview from uh, Julian talking about uh, the, the lack of love between he and Yoko. So I can see right there how that would uh, make some people very upset. We'll hear from Yoko here in a few minutes. She talks uh, about... Obviously, uh, the new album, her second album since John Lennon's death. I'd like to start with the Julian interview. Julian Lennon hanging out with Rich Hawk. This would be March 22nd, 1989. Julian Lennon in the Kilo Vault. Uh, we're really in love with your new album, man. Uh, Thank you. Mr. Jordan, we uh, really love it here at Kilo 94. How do you uh, feel about it? I know you're, you're pretty excited about it. Uh, yeah, I'm over the moon about it because... For the first time, I've actually done exactly what I wanted on an album, you know. I did, um, I mean, before when I used to write songs, I sort of did them in a sketch form, in a demo form, uh-huh. and then finished them off in the studio. But this time around, I uh, I made sure I had, had uh, 95 to 100% of the work done, you know, arrangements, sounds, what instruments, this, mm-hmm. that, all that done before I even went, in, went near a studio, you know, so it made a big difference for me. Was there um, ever a, a time in, on the first couple of albums when you felt that uh, maybe you were being limited by the studio or, or by the record company? Well, you know, I, I felt on the first album I was uh, led and guided and sort of I was learning the ropes, which was great. And I was very happy with that. But uh, when I came off the first tour, you know, the, the people I was working with said, right now you've had a wonderful time, it's been a wonderful success. Uh, we booked you in the studio. This is how much time you have. And so I felt very pressured by that, and I, I didn't think I did a good job on the second album. I wasn't happy with it, wasn't confident about it. And, uh, you know, I didn't think it was going to do well because it wasn't from the heart, you know? Uh-huh. And so that's why, literally, I said, um, I said goodbye to everybody I worked with and uh, said, I'll be back when, I'm, when I've got the stuff that I want to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was it, you know? I spent all these two years sort of hooking up with new business people, you know, getting a lot more involved, so basically, um, I'm the yes-no man these days. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to be, don't you? Yeah, you really do, you know, it's, uh, unfortunately, you have to be a real businessman and not just a musician these days, but it's, uh, it's been a worthwhile thing getting involved, because uh, now, um, you know, I... I'm sort of in charge of my destiny, so to speak, yeah. and I'm responsible, you know, which makes a big difference, you know. If it if something happens this time, I can only look at myself, you know. Well, I, I, I kind of think you're right. I kind of think that uh, perhaps we're all in charge of our own destinies, and it's just a matter of taking control and uh, and doing it for yourself and not letting anybody else get in your way. It's, Absolutely. It's not easy, I know that. Yeah. I know it's uh, probably been a, a rather difficult thing for you to establish your own identity in the music business. Uh. Yeah, it's been, I, I mean, I almost look at the, um, yeah, it's, it's been hard, you know, but I, I I look at the last two albums as sort of uh, Lennon and company. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, for, for once, thank God, you know, I, I sort of look at this album as Jules' album. This is my baby, you know. That's excellent. And... Um, I think so far, you know, what I've heard, the reactions are great. You know, people are saying, oh, well, this is different, you know, and I'm saying, well, this is this is really me, you know, and uh, it's it's great. So far, so good. I'm, uh, you know, I'm over the moon. Well, that's uh, good. Thank God it didn't take, uh, you know, through two or three, four more albums to uh, to get you where you need to be. You know, it, it takes a while to get to, uh, to get going, I know. But Absolutely. It's certainly nice when you start hitting some home runs. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Oh, yeah. Are, are you coming to Colorado for concert any time in the near future? Yeah, well, what I'm looking at at the moment is, um, I mean, I'm putting a band together, a sort of real rough and ready one, and, uh, and you know, I, I figure, well, I've been out of uh, the public eye for about three years now almost, you know, mm-hmm. and I haven't played for that long, and it was about time that I thought, well, I sort of decided, well, I'm going to club it this time round. So first of all, I'm sort of picking clubs in, in the cities throughout America and, and the rest of the world. And that's what we're going to do first. You know, I want to get back to having the rapport, the contact with the audience and saying hi. You know, and also as a bit of a teaser. And, uh, and then we'll be back later on to play, you know, theaters or larger, larger places. So, uh, you know, I'm taking it in my time, this, you know, taking it in my stride. I want to make sure everything goes well. So first of all, I'm clubbing it, you know, I'll get in there, turn it up to number 11, scream for two hours, and then move on, you know? Uh-huh. Well, I know we're all looking forward to seeing you live. It's uh, it's all due to, uh, I might say, to the new album, too. I've listened to the uh, entire thing. As a matter of fact, just uh, got my hands on a copy yesterday. Right. And uh, listened to it on CD, and it's it's excellent, man. There's no, no other adjective I can put to it than that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, like I say, we love to see you here in Colorado live, so anytime you can work out a date, uh, get your band together, whatever. Well, hopefully we're looking at sort of June, July, August. Somewhere around there we'll be over here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to start off in Europe first, you know, because I felt I kind of ne- neglected them for a while. <laughs> so uh, I have to go and show my face there first, and then I'll be over. Well, they uh, probably ask you this all the time, but uh, what's in the in the near future as far as Julian Lennon's dreams? Oh, you know, well, my dreams at the moment are just to get out on the road and have a good time with the album, you know. And, I mean, the great thing is that having done the album that I really wanted to do in the first place, now, you know, I get up there, and I mean, before I had a great time, but uh, this time around, you know, I'm really just over the moon with the with the material, you know, the stuff that I've been writing, and I'm just waiting to get out there and sing it, you know, really as, am. As well you should be, my friend. Absolutely. Well, we certainly want to take, uh, take you, uh, rather thank you for taking your time and uh, giving us a call this afternoon. Listen, thank you very much uh, for having me. <laughs> Anytime, Julian. You're always welcome here at Kilo 94. Thank you very much. Tell you what, right now, why don't we uh, get into the new one here from Mr. Jordan. This is Julian Lennon with Now You're in Heaven on Kilo 94. Cool, man. He sounds like he's, sounds like his old man, right? Hello, my name is Julian Lennon. My father's John Lennon. I guess oh, a lot of English people sound the same. That's a great question, too, Hawk. It's like, what's your dreams? What's Julian Lennon's dreams? And I, I thought I played the wrong one at first. When he, talks, he calls him Jules. I realized that was his nickname. It's like, did I play the right clip? Jules Lennon. He's over the moon. He said a few times. I like that too. Uh, what do you say? I'll just turn it up to 11 and then scream for two hours. Pretty cool kid right there. And I had no idea that you know he was not given any love by Yoko Ono. Uh, and you can hear she talks about Sean Lennon several times in her interview here in the Kilo Vault with Art Phillips. From well, this could be what October eleventh, nineteen eighty two. So it's not even two years since John Lennon was tragically murdered there in front of their house in New York City, and yet she's pumping out her second album. And that's like I said, the internet when I typed in, "Why do people hate Yoko Ono?" Some noted that she was she was uh, quick to capitalize on, on the tragedy. Some say, or you know, but you're not in her shoes, so you don't know what she needed to do to get through all that. That's, you know, a horrible place that really no one could just imagine how, how that was. 
to have, have your loved one gunned down right in front of you there in, in New York in uh, December of 1980. So promoting uh, It's All Right, I See Rainbows, this is Yoko Ono with Art Phillips. No mention of Julian Lennon, but tons of drops for Sean. It's Yoko Ono. It's the chick that broke up the Beatles here inside the Keto Vault. Surprise for you this afternoon right here in Colorado Springs. Calling from her home in New York City on the line right now with us is Yoko Ono. Good afternoon, Yoko. Hi, Art. This is Yoko. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. It sure is good to hear from you. This is just so nice of you to take a little bit of time and give us a call. How's everything in New York City? Oh, New York is beautiful. It's autumn and... uh, cool and uh, clean air for change and it's nice you know? and uh, both Sean and I went through a low period mm-hmm. you know sort of a bit um, feeling sad and all that but now we're coming out of it and especially making this album helped us a lot and uh, I feel very good great well we just received a brand new single it's called My Man and it's from the uh, soon-to-be-released album, It's All Right. Now, see, you produced the record yourself. That's, yes, some, that's something new. Tell us a little bit about the whole project. Well, you know, John and I used to produce our records all the time, and, and it was like that. So uh, it's like I, it wasn't like I was uh, not used to doing that. But this time around, I, I just felt that it was simpler for me to do it myself. And also, with My Man, as you can hear it, I suppose, that mm-hmm. My Man is a love song to John, and... Um, in a way, I feel that John is upstairs, I'm downstairs, our partnership is still there, and I'm doing the work that, carrying on the work that we did it together, so that uh, I made it present tense, because he's still there, I mean, he's still here, you know. In many ways, of course, through his songs and statements, he will, he will always be alive. Uh, but um, particularly, he's, I'm sure, concerned about Sean and I, and uh, we feel presence very strongly. Uh-huh. Well, the, the, the song, My Man, just creates such beautiful images. I, I just I noticed one line, his head's in the clouds, but his feet's on the ground. That's, well, that's John, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it that's really is. That's John. And I felt, well, you know, first I thought, oh, I wish John was here because he would have loved it. And then on second thoughts, well, on second thought, of course, John would be hearing it. I'm sure he is hearing it, you know. And, uh, in a way, through that sort of love song, which is a personal thing in a way, but um, I thought that uh, we could share the vibe of love and, and dreams, and uh, that's what I want to do. That's great. Who are the mu- musicians on the album? Who's doing those great backup vocals? Really enjoy those. Oh, aren't they great? Oh, they're really nice. And uh, who, who is it? Around, it's just sort of going to the studio. Mm-hmm. I just felt this very electric feeling, you know, and... Uh, all the musicians were in top form, and well, they just did a beautiful job, and it just sort of happened, you know. And and of course, I was planning all the arrangements and all the songs, and they were all prepared. But songs like "It's All Right" and uh, there are a few songs that uh, I got so inspired that I wrote during the recording. And so there's some very fresh songs, new songs, mm-hmm. and also most of the songs are from the time well last year and, and this year. And um, my man is especially sort of, I like it very much because um, it just is very typical John, I think, uh, the way I describe him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, the name of the album is It's All Right. Is that kind of a statement of, of, of how you're feeling? It's not so much a statement mm-hmm. of how I feel, but it's more like my prayer at this time. 
that. Mm -hmm. And I feel that instead of just sort of lamenting over whatever, uh, I just have to stand up and and uh, even for Sean's sake and start saying it's all right, you know. So, um, and then of course, um, jo Sean and I started to uh, grow together in the sense that uh, we are very close friends now. And I'm enjoying that aspect of it very much. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm sure he is too. What kind of input does Sean give you on your records? Well, <laughs> that, that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay. he does play uh, a very important part of it, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll just have to wait for the album. When can we expect to hear the entire album here in Colorado? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, you see, I finished the album, and so I feel like it should be out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's up to, uh, up to Polygram people and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they know what they're doing, and so uh, I just um, like you to hear it, you know. Okay, great. Well, we do have the single, and we're going to give everybody a chance to hear that in just a moment. Now, you switched from Geffen Records to Polygram. We heard because the, the vibes at Polygram were better. Was that no, the I reason? Or? Uh, I never said that. I oh. mean, uh, people in Polygram are just lovely people, and they're just mm -hmm. really into this, and I'm very thankful. and. You know, they're very uh, uh, sort of experienced people to do this. But at the same time, uh, David, uh, David Geffen, is, mm -hmm. he's a very good friend of mine. And it's just that, you know, David is getting into all sorts of different things. He's a very busy man now. He's got lots of uh, very big projects in his hand. And so he and I had a good talk about it, and he's very concerned about my future and all that. So, And it was just a very practical move, you know, and I'm very glad that I made this move. It was the best thing I did, really. Okay. Uh, your video production of Season of Glass was marvelous. We got a chance to see that. Are there more videos in the works for Yoko Ono? Yes, there'll be video coming, you know. And, uh -huh. um, that's what I'm working on now. Uh, can you give us any ideas about that, or is that going to be a surprise, too? Well, that, that should be a surprise, too, I think. Okay. That sounds good. Now, we read that a, a new biography of your life is going to be published soon. Do you, do you care to comment on that? Really? Is... I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many stories going around. Oh, I know. I decided not to read any of it because um, some of them hurt me a lot, etc., etc. So yeah. I just didn't want you know know about it. But So, yes, well, um, I might write something much later, but I'm not thinking about that now. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Right now, I'm I'm just very happy that I made this record, and uh, probably if you can ask me about the next project, um, I know <laughs> just as little as you do because what I do usually is um, I decide to express a, a certain thought or emotion or whatever, mm -hmm. and then I pick the media and the appropriate media for that. And sometimes it's video, sometimes it's uh, music, sometimes mm -hmm. it's sculpture, painting, or whatever. And at this point, I'm very, very into music and video, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the sculpting or, or the painting is, is something that uh, you will express yourself through uh, at, at another time, perhaps. Yes, and also, you know, with, uh, with Sean, mm -hmm. I must thank him for really being uh, uh, with me all this time to help me in a way. You know, cause it's amazing, he's seven, but... Um, <clears throat> since uh, what happened, you know, in the end of 1980. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly, I think he feels responsible to sort of 
protect you or something, you know. And he's doing a very good job. And also, he taught me a lot uh, while we were making this album. Um, I did get inspired um, by him in many ways. That's great. Can you tell us anything, you know, Yoko, about the uh, the John Lennon Central Park Memorial? I think yes, you're involved with that. Yes, Please, tell it's us. It's very exciting. Okay. All these countries, uh, many countries, in fact, you know, uh, more than 100 countries. I mean, I didn't even know that there were more than 100 countries. <laughs> and it's amazing that they all responded well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are ready to send the trees or whatever they're going to send as soon as I say, please send them, you know. And they're waiting. Now, but uh, with a large project like this, I want to be very careful that it would be done right. And so there's um, a few things we have to do. Uh, I don't want to call them red tapes or whatever because it sounds sort of negative. But in a way, you have to go through the formal process of... Uh, registering and all that uh, with the city mm -hmm. and the city is for the project too uh, but a few things that we have to uh, sort of sort out and I think that by next spring I'm hoping that uh, everything will be well and uh, uh, the park will be opened that's great I know the, re the response has just been uh, really good to it everybody's uh, very excited about it and it'll be really something to see uh, when we do get to New York and through Central Park. Yoko, anything else that you'd like to say to our listeners in Colorado this afternoon? I just want yes, like to leave it open. That, uh, uh, <clears throat> I feel that their love and prayers that they sent me uh, in form of letters or telegrams or whatnot, they really helped both Sean and I. And uh, without that, I don't know how we got through. And also, especially making this album, I felt that this album is uh, a result, a direct result of their love and prayers. And so I must thank them for it. And also that uh, I couldn't reply, I couldn't uh, write to each uh, person who sent me love and mm -hmm. prayers. So that this is a form of saying hello to uh, my friends. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Yoko. This has been such a treat. We really appreciate your time. We know you're really busy. Uh, I think we should listen to the new song right now. Okay, thank you. My Man from Yoko Ono on Kilo 94. Thank you so much. She sounds like a very nice lady. How could she break up the Beatles? Mentioned what? John, John Lennon was mentioned nine, almost ten times. Sean mentioned five times. Julian, Jules, zero. But Julian Lennon would get his... In 1996, that's how long it took him to legally fight Yoko for for what was uh, deservedly his. Uh, that was a sad part of the story that I had no idea uh, until we jumped into this one. And wow, what is weird timing. So the that interview was on October 11, 1982. And then you flash forward almost to the day, three years later, October 9th, 1985. That would be the official day they dedicated Strawberry Fields there in Central Park, to John Lennon, that would have been, uh, the 9th of October would have been his 45th birthday in 1985. So, didn't even have the name Strawberry Fields worked out when uh, Art asked her about that Central Park project, which I'm told is beautiful. I've never been there. but And there you have it. About time. The Beatles here inside the Keto Vault. If you like what we do, be sure to subscribe, leave a good rating, tell some friends. If you have anything to add, feel free. It's Keto Vault at Keto943.com. That's the email. 
And uh, yeah, keep them coming. Thanks for the love. And thanks for being a part of the Keto Vault. <laughs>